Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of the Blues Fan Forum podcast. I am your host, Jacob Steeb. Joining me for his second round is Scott Cloyne. What's up, Scott? How you doing today, Jake? I am good. We are here on a awesome Monday afternoon. Thank mm. God to Columbus, and I guess it's also Indigenous People Day. And since so, we're doing an NHL podcast, we should say that it's Canadian Thanksgiving Day as well. Oh, Canadian Thanksgiving Day. All right, so we got lots of Happy things to celebrate. Canada. And because of those, we decided not to work today. So, <laughs> great. Hopefully you can't hear that train in the background that just, just <laughs> showed up right when we started. Um, but if you guys remember, Cloyne from the past is my quote-unquote hockey, or Metro East hockey royalty, I think is mm -hmm. how I I called it. So... We got him back here. He what? What's give the people? Why are you hockey royalty? Or I mean, you're not hockey royalty. Not but hockey why royalty. do I say that? <laughs> uh, probably because SIU retired my uh, SIU Edwardsville retired my hockey jersey. Um, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. How old am I? I'm a lot. Um, Twenty years ago. So I guess that's probably why you say that. But, okay. Uh, of course, there are many reasons why they retired that jersey, and being a really skilled player wasn't one of them. <laughs> But that's the only jersey to be retired by SIUE. It's, uh, there's two now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, which is good. I don't have to hang up there alone. <laughs> gotcha. Is that the next one recent? Yeah, or? it's uh, it's been in the last year, okay. actually. Um, so, very recent. Gotcha. All right. So, Cloyne's not alone up in the rafters anymore. But we got him here for round two. All right. Cloyne, before we get into anything, this is the Blues Fan Forum podcast. And so I need to make sure that you are a fan and only a fan and that you don't work for the Blues in any way. If so. I worked for the Blues, I'd be working today. So oh, I hope I didn't. <laughs> uh, but no, I do not work for the Blues. And I am a fan and only a fan, but I have been for a really, really long time. Really? Season and ticket holder. for th This will be my first opening day that I'll miss since 98 uh, was the last time I didn't go to a, a Blues home opener. Okay. So, but I'll be on vacation this week. And is that how long you've had season tickets for? No, 99. 99. I've had season tickets since 99. So, so you went to 98 and you're like, I got to keep going to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, the, the home opener has always been uh, a big, big thing in my life because I feel like uh, it kind of kicks off this new hope. And, uh, and when I was young, my dad would take me and things like that. So it was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So I guess the kind of title of this episode is going to be A New Hope. There you go. And we'll make it Star Wars related. I'll put some Star Wars music at the beginning of this. Absolutely. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. I love it. All right. We're obviously going to get into a lot of the blues and kind of this episode is going to be released on Wednesday. So hopefully hopefully you're listening then. And tomorrow is, is game one. So we'll have a lot of kind of preseason, what we expect, that kind of stuff. Before we get into that, I have two things that are hockey related but not necessarily blues related and one of them is uh jake luther from episode 39 i believe sent me a post on facebook about dana white talking about how much he respects hockey players and the talent and skill it takes to play hockey which i 100 percent agree with but then he shit on soccer players Oh. And said that soccer should be the easiest sport in the world because three-year-olds can play it. Hmm, and you being a hockey and soccer person, I wanted to get your perspective on that. Well, uh, in soccer players' defense, I believe that my two-year-old wrestles with me. So there you go, Dana. Um, no, I, I, uh, 
I think you got to understand what his clientele is and what he's going for, right? So why would, why would Dana White come out and say anything like that unprovoked? Well, because his clientele probably loves himself some hockey mm-hmm. and probably hates soccer because it's like uh, the lawn fairy sport or something like that. Yep. So, no, he's just playing up his public and getting his, uh, his message out there and his brand out there. No, I, I get it. Whatever. Do whatever makes you money, Dana. You've been doing a pretty good job at that. He's, uh, I'd say he's pretty solid at making money. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. His biggest his argument didn't even make sense in my mind. But, again, my mind, I like hockey, but my mind's a soccer mind. And he said, you got this big goal that you're shooting in and a game ends up three one. If you can't score in there, you must not be talented. And I'm like, well, there's millions of people across the world that have a difficult time scoring in that. So, I mean, take the, like the data that is there and maybe it's actually difficult. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it probably makes his comment about hockey uh, less appealing because he's showing his ignorance to the sport altogether. Right. So, um, so it was, is he ignorant to hockey or is he just saying things? I don't know. Yeah. Who but, knows? But uh Yeah. I agree with him. I think hockey is a very difficult sport, but if I didn't have a soccer background, it'd be even more difficult. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I I don't believe that soccer is easier or harder than hockey. I I think hockey is the hardest sport to learn. Uh, it's either that or somehow hitting like a hundred and six mile per hour fastball. It's probably <laughs> right. the top two th- hardest things to do. Um, but soccer, I wouldn't put in the easiest category. I was talking with a buddy, and we were like, "What about?" curling <laughs> and actually it was uh nick he's been on twice uh we i think we came up with tennis That's as easy. being easy not necessarily we're not necessarily saying like it's easy anyone can go do it because obviously i'm not a professional i'm sitting in my living room drinking beer and talking hockey right but as an easier sport to learn tennis no sports easy and let me tell you why because no matter how easy the actual sport is People are going to learn it better and better and better. So your competition is going to keep getting better. So even if the sport's easy, that just means the competition is that much harder. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, as long as you're playing against somebody and not playing golf on a flat surface or something, then it's going to be a hard sport, right? Because mm-hmm. your competition is going to be hard. Golf is a sport I wish was easy. Yeah, it's the most stressful, even stressful sport I've ever been <laughs> I always say golf is a shitty sport, and then I hit that shot from a hundred yards out that just goes right next to the pin, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And then I shank six drives in a row. So, <laughs> been there. Right. All right. So that was number one. It was the hardest and easiest sports. Number two is a comparison to St. Louis City mm-hmm. this season as potentially being the greatest expansion franchise in the history of all sports. Mm. And then also kind of comparing them to the St. Louis Blues when they started because they made the Stanley <laughs> Cup finals with a kind of an asterisk on yeah, <laughs> how they got there. A hard but... comparison there, right? Like the city's not playing against other expansion teams in their conference. Right. Right? They're playing against legitimate, been here a long time, no kidding teams from like Los Angeles that have won the championship um, and, and beating them and not just competing, but beating them. And They've got the the highest what points ever for an expansion team, mm-hmm. and there was a time when multiple expansion teams came into league at the same time. Yet City still has uh, more points than those teams from that from that that era. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I can compare them to the Blues because the Blues came in in their own division of expansion teams and then got destroyed and <laughs> swept in the final. So, yeah. I actually looked up so. 
in the 67-68 season, the first season for the Blues, they ended up with 70 points. And in their division, they got third. And the top four teams in both divisions made the playoffs. Right. Uh, and if they were in the original sixth division, they would have been uh, fifth place and out of the playoffs. So the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs, I think, had like 76 points it didn't make and close. didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. And, of yeah. course, uh, goaltending, right? If you got a good goaltender, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's what they had. They had two of them. And that's what City has. They have one of them. Yeah, one. It's like a carried away here with the, uh, Ben Lunt, yeah. for those of you listening out there, City fans. Okay, so let's do – so City Blues is not a good comparison. I knew what's going to be to start. I just wanted – it's a Blues podcast, so I'd throw Blues hey, in. They're the two sports I've got season tickets to, the two right. teams, so I appreciate it. So what about the Golden Knights? What about the Golden Knights? Like it, their first year making the Stanley Cup final as an expansion franchise. Well, comparing uh, them to how City's doing. So, okay, that comparison's a little closer, and I'll, but I'll tell you why it's not a good one either. Um, the NHL changed the rules to make the Golden Knights good that year for the expansion teams. So uh, before they even got to the time that they draft expansion players and we weren't allowed to protect nearly as many as we did the previous years when Anaheim came in and Florida came, when all those teams came in, the Blues and other teams were allowed to to protect a lot more players than when Vegas came in. So the NHL was setting them up for success mm-hmm. on purpose, right? And they allowed them to go out and trade <laughs> to pick up players so they so then they could make deals, future deals, that they would not draft this guy that this team left unprotected, right? Which that's unprecedented as well. That's so, how they, they ended up with two players from Buffalo. They ended up with two players from... Yeah. Some team that are now like all stars on their team, and then the guy that they wanted to protect is not in the NHL anymore, right? Which is, <laughs> which is you know bad GM work, right? But, but I mean, think of who they got from the Blues and David Perron, right? So that that's a type of player that should be protected in a normal expansion, mm-hmm. but we weren't able to do it because of the rules. Um, now, City, on the other hand, in their expansion draft, um, they picked like four people. Yeah. Everybody else was somebody a free agent out there in the in the world. Now, don't get me wrong, soccer's a world world's game. Hockey is almost a world's game, but uh, the, I guess the the pool of people of professional players in soccer is probably much larger. And having a guy like uh, Lutzfen and Steele come over from Germany and and all of his knowledge that he has over over in Europe, and he's played in four continents or something mm-hmm. like much easier for him to find the type of players that he wanted for the type of team he wanted. So, but still. The expansion draft. We didn't steal best players from uh, from other soccer teams right. here in the MLS. Would you say it helps that so the NHL is like the top level of hockey in the world? Correct. And so the top players are here. So there, you can't really go outwards and find a whole lot of people where MLS is maybe eight, nine leagues. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So it's They're better really... to go. You can steal a, a third stringer from a team somewhere else and they be your starter here. Yeah. So that helps. Yeah. Roman Berkey might be the best goalie in the league. Yeah. And you got him from, you know, backup goaltending to second tier type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Now we can actually talk blues hockey. I just wanted to get those two things mm-hmm. out of the way. Uh, before we get through everything, uh, let's go through some news and notes. So blues sent down uh, four young guys recently, Bolduc, Dean, Lafreniere, and Kessel. They are on their way, if not, at Springfield already. Right. 
And then I don't know why I wrote this down because this is clearly news, but I'm just going to kind of go off it off the top of my head. We got, I believe, four players who need to clear waivers today. Yeah, Walker, Rosen, McEckern, and oh, Subban. Subban. Yep. Okay. So the that news will be whether they cleared or not will be out there by the time this podcast is released. And I think really the big one is Rosen. Do you think he has a chance of being picked up? I do. Any other any other time in the year than um, the Monday before the season starts when you have to have your rosters together, he gets picked up for sure. Um, however, on this Monday, I haven't looked it up, but I'm assuming there's probably about four players from every team on the waiver. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people. And don't forget, you just selected your team. So if you pick up Rosen, now you have to take somebody that you selected and say, never mind, Yeah, there was a better player out there on waivers. Now, at 29, and Rosen's clearly an NHL defenseman. He was our, our most consistent, best defenseman probably last year in the 48 games or whatever he played. Um, I, I could see somebody really taking a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think likely, likelihood of pickup, for me, in order, would be Rosen, Subban, Walker, McEachern. I think that's probably your likeliest. Mm-hmm. likeliest. Yeah. I heard rumors of Subban possibly going to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think the those rumors are... They're founded in the fact that Vasilevsky's hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, so I think every goalie that hit waivers had a rumor that they were going yes. to Tampa Bay. So uh, we'll see. Um, I, I thought the one game I saw Subban live, I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I really did. I thought he played really well. Um, I had no idea him and, and Bennington's connection, if you're not following that. Mm-mm. Like, they, they like known each other friends? since they were 13. They played oh, wow. the same high school or something, the same, um, what do they call it, university or whatever. Um, and then in juniors together. So they've been together for, I don't know, 10, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years. Right. So I had no idea that, and they're like best friends. Subban was at in Bennington's wedding or something. So oh, wow. I had no idea. So, about anything. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. So I wonder if that's how Subban got here. Right. Had some sort of, <laughs> yeah. but then Benner's probably like, Hey, Joel, love you, man. But could you go to the AHL for one more year? So, <laughs> so Malcolm can, <laughs> can hang out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you that the, the couple games i saw hofer this year too i thought he was really good i thought he played really well uh big big stand-up type uh not stand-up type but big uh um strong goaltender shoulders at the at the tops of the goals you know um i I thought he played really well and he had good positioning good good side to side movement so i think we're in for something here with hofer Mm -hmm. i really do i think we're gonna have something good and let's be honest um he can't be as bad as tomas grace right yeah (laughs) it's hard to do All right, so hopefully it would be nice that they all clear waivers. And I think Rosen, or like you said, Subban, I think Walker and McEachern are safe. They should go down and we'll have the ability to call them up. But we still have, let's see, eight defensemen on the current roster. So, Which is not ideal. Yeah, Rosen's probably going to be buried unless we have multiple injuries. Which we typically do on defense. Yeah. It happens a lot. Yeah. The fact that actually I was thinking about this as I was writing the lineups down was like everybody's healthy or good. I mean, I know we've had some injuries and people have missed some preseason games, but as far as if you looked back three months ago at the end of last season and you projected this roster, this is what you would have is the people that should be starting on Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty lucky in that regard. I think Torbchenko's just coming back from something, but uh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, the Krug thing's over. He's fine. Uh, we really haven't had any kind of major setbacks at all. Mm-mm. Not a one. So that's different. 
So I guess I guess what I'm saying <laughs> so here. So when's is, that uh, coming, <laughs> Marco Scandella? When are you going to get hurt? Yeah. So yeah. All right. Uh, other news and notes are just since the last podcast, Thursday, October 5th, the Blues sent a pretty much NHL lineup to Dallas to play them, and we ended up winning 4 nothing. Thomas scored two goals, Falk had one, and Neighbors had one, and Benner saved 24 straight shots. He played the whole game uh, and shut him out. And I did check the roster, and they had they had Jamie Benn, and they had Pavelski in, but they didn't have Sagan. They didn't have Rope Hintz. They didn't have uh, Robertson. So well, Shame on them. It's a whole home game. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even give their crowd something I to care about. So, well, maybe they're all watching the Cowboys. They're pretty good at football. They they have a really good defense. <laughs> they just gave up 41. I yeah, well, before that, yeah. <laughs> but that's San Francisco. I I didn't watch that game. Like I wanted to, but I was refing soccer last night. So I didn't get a chance to watch that game. But when I looked at the score and it was, was it 42 to 10? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was unwatchable. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's supposed to be, that could have had the potential to be the best game of the season between right. Dallas and San Francisco or those two teams and maybe throw Kansas City and Philly in there anytime those four teams play. Right. I'm like, so that was a pretty significant disappointment. Kind of like their home game against the Blues in the preseason. Right. Yeah. It was a disappointment for Dallas. It's great for us. Absolutely. Got to see her NHL caliber lineup play against a half of an NHL lineup and yeah. uh, kick the shit up. And destroy them. Yeah, yeah, it was great. All right. Following that, the Blues on Saturday, uh, October 7th, played the Chicago Blackhawks. That was actually, if you guys didn't hear last podcast, that was part of the ticket giveaway. So this is the first podcast that since those tickets have been given away. So shout out to... Sarah Kathleen on Facebook. She won our, our tickets, which was great. Did you hear how the tickets were being given away? Uh, I heard potato, and I didn't go past that. Oh, you didn't get so past potato. Get pota- I'm sorry. I'm too busy. I didn't watch <laughs> potato, but uh, I, I so like was, that word choice. It was potato, speed, mitochondria, oh, zombie, and volcano. Did they have to sp- spell mitochondria Those. correctly? or? I probably would have given it to him. Actually, so well, there was only two people that actually, I guess, listened and then DM'd me the podcast. One of them was Ben Howard, who you guys might recognize as being a former co-host, uh, and he's still letting me rent his equipment. So shout out, Ben. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then the other one was Sarah. But Sarah missed mitochondria. She said she listened to it at work. So she sent me the other four, and I'm like, oh, you missed my favorite one. <laughs> So I was actually super excited. I wanted Sarah or I wanted Ben to win since they were actually the ones that listened to the podcast and went through and sent me the messages. So I was cool. excited that Sarah won. And I, Good for Sarah. yeah, she sent me some pictures and it was pretty, pretty great. So yeah. where were the seats at? Nice. Uh, three Oh seven in the, the, like the top corner on the side that the blue shoot twice. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. and then seats one and two right on the edge. Oh, so, very nice. Yeah. So yeah, not, I mean, there's not a bad seat. In no. the stadium, but not at all, definitely. So, yeah. So yeah, and the Blues. It was a great game. Blues won five to three. Thomas again scored two goals. Alexandrov had a pretty nice goal, like four minutes into the game, uh, and then McEachern scored, and then Neighbors scored again. So, solid game all around. Although Bennington did give up three goals on, I think, fourteen shots. And let's not forget that. Perunovic got walked around on one of those goals. So, so yeah, I just want to throw that out there. So I didn't get for to all see those Perunovic people that are like, 
why is he not playing and Scandella or Tucker are? Well, because he can't play defense. <laughs> I, I think he'll get there. I really do. But man, that was just a little shoulder move that he went to the outside and he was a six foot four guy against a five foot ten guy. And it did not, well, I don't, I'm given front of it's probably two inches, five foot eight guy. <laughs> uh, and, and then he went around Bennington like nothing too. So Benner probably normally makes a better play there. But I think Brunovich has got to get better in those those situations. Mm-hmm. Well, d- breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I guess that's Sports Center. So I don't it know. Is. That's not breaking news. Uh, I just got a notification that the Blues assigned four players to the Springfield Thunderbirds, and so it looks like Not all of them yeah. made it through. So nobody picked up Callie Rosen or Malcolm Subban. They did it. So the real question is now: Do all of them report? Right? Because you still have that out there. Is that a is that a thing? Yeah, People so, don't. Yeah, it's possible that uh, that Rosen's agent and Rosen have a conversation about maybe we don't go to the minors. Maybe we try to find our own you know, a trade, trade or something or something like that, or work with Doug Armstrong to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but veterans, it's normally a veteran laden thing. Rosen is kind of a veteran now, so I don't know if he if he'd consider that that option or not. Um, but I, I think uh, there's an NHL team out there for him. He mm-hmm. just might have to buy some time down in Springfield. Uh, if he's smart, I'd say go down there, dominate. Yeah, and uh, somebody's going to come calling. Force the hand of either yeah. Doug to say, "Hey, right. you got to come play on this team," or "Yeah, you got to go somewhere else." Either yeah. way, right. All right, so I haven't had the chance to see any games, and Cloyne just brought up how neighbors got, or not neighbors, Perunovic got walked around in one of the goals. Um, what else? You've been to two games. Been to two. And I think... I watched two on TV, and I've been to two. Um, so I went to... The, so there's only been three home preseason games in St. Louis. The fourth home game was obviously Kansas City, so I didn't go to that either. Um, and the Blues suck at televising their uh, preseason games. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst team in the NHL at it, from what I can tell on YouTube, just for the record. Um, so if you're listening out there, Blues, we'd like to watch more preseason Yeah, um, we like hockey. <laughs> I don't care if you have announcers, right? I don't care if I have to listen to the radio podcast over top the home stream, uh, screen uh, stream like we did this last game on Saturday or not, but it'd be nice to be able to see them. Um, Shoot, play them with no sound. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. I can do my own announcement. Right. Uh, so... I think uh, let's, let's go with some positives. I think our top line is a top line in the NHL. I think it's a legitimate top line. It's not a number two line playing on number one because we suck. I think it's an illegitimate number one line. Um, watching them this last couple games, uh, Thomas Bushnevich and Kairou uh, have a real connection. And and you can tell by the way they're playing together and, and how much fun they're having. So that's always a great start when you have a top line running like that. Um, Note to uh, Baruby, I think uh, a lot of us fans have been saying for years, would you leave the lines together and mm-hmm. let them get some chemistry? <laughs> well, he starts the preseason with that line together, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And here we are in the last preseason game, and they're dominating a, a AHL-caliber Chicago Blackhawks team. So um, so still, even if it is an AHL-caliber team, at least they're out there dominating, right? Uh, and they were clearly the best line on the ice. Uh, another thing, um, Vrana is fast. Like... Everybody talks about Kyrie's speed. He's not a guy kind of player that uses his speed. He uses his shot more than mm-hmm. his speed, right? Verona is downright fast. Like, he is flying through the ice. Uh, I saw something yesterday while watching football about Tyreek Hill running 22 miles per hour. Well, Verona skates at 27 miles per hour on a regular basis. Like, that guy's flying. I know skating's easier than yeah. running. You know? <laughs> I know it more than anybody that skating's easier than running. But uh, I'm telling you, um, he really uses his speed to get behind the defense. I think he's probably had... Uh, three to four, maybe five um, 
uh, breakaways this preseason that I've seen on just highlights. Uh-huh. How many did he have when we couldn't watch him? Mm-hmm. So that's really good too. And I think Benner's been good. I really do. Um, his this last game when you're up four to nothing or whatever it was and five to nothing, whatever they were up, they were up by a lot, right? And then they gave up a goal here, a goal there, and then it got back into a game. So you know it became four to three, I think, at one time. Uh, it's harder to concentrate. I get that, um, but but overall, I think he's been really good, and I think our backup goaltender's been great. So you got Joel Hofer's playing, but I, you know what? If I sat in the seat last year at the end of preseason, I'd say Tomas Grice was playing great because he had a good preseason. So <laughs> who knows? Don't prove me wrong, <laughs> Joel. But no, I think uh, and Joel Hofer's a proven winner, right? He's won World Championships. Uh, he's won some other things with Canada. Like he's a, he's a proven winner. So I think we're in good shape both those places. He took the Thunderbirds to the playoffs last year. I don't know they didn't win it, but I mean that's yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. And then some of the bad in my mind, right? I think Peronovich in front of his own net playing defense hasn't been great. He's been if you read the box scores and you read some of the headlines out there, other people are going to tell you otherwise. They're going to tell you that he's playing really great. He's getting points. He's getting assists. He's moving the puck well. That's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, that's, that's a strength. That's, <laughs> a given. that's a given. That's not what gets him in the NHL lineup, yeah. right? Uh, you got to understand that if you're five eight or whatever he is, and and the two guys that you want to replace are both six foot three, six foot four defensemen who clear out the front of the net and kill penalties, well, how are you going to replace them with doing what Krug already does? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I think uh, I think he's going to come along, but I just don't think he's there yet. And uh, I can see why a team that gave up the what are they like the the third or second most high quality danger shots last year. Right, somewhere up there. Yeah, I mean, well, way yeah. up there. Right? <laughs> you, if you watch the games, you're like, man, another shot right in front of the slot with nobody around him with Bennington on on his own. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you uh, if you if you're that kind of team and you've got the same clientele you had last year, you're gonna want to make sure you're focused on that part of the ice, and that's what Tucker and Scandella do the best. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be hard to replace those guys. But uh, and then I don't really have too much other bad. Um, I thought Alexandrov played really well the other night when I saw him. I haven't seen much of him this off se- or this season, but I saw him in the very first home preseason game, and then this past Saturday, and he was flying around the ice, flying around the ice, making making hard plays, getting pucks deep. Mackenzie McEachern, if you want to make the team, get the puck deep for crying out loud. I think you turned it over the neutral zone five times in the four games <laughs> I watched. Like, stop! You're not that guy, right? Well, there's probably a reason he didn't play a single NHL game yeah. last year, right? <laughs> but but when he was here the first trip with us with the Blues. He was straight line Torpchenko style, right? Mm-hmm. Get puck, get puck deep, get in, uh, knock a guy off the puck, get a turnover, score goals. He wasn't doing that this preseason from what I saw. Um, I think the fourth line is going to be really good, which I'm finally happy for because I think this team has met, missed that identity this whole last season. Who was our fourth line last year? It was like six, seven guys mixed through. Tyler Pitlick, Nathan Walker. <laughs> sure. Those guys, right? <laughs> So, no, I'm looking forward to uh, Sonny back in the middle, Torbchenko on one side, and either Blay or Neighbors on the other side, whoever they decide. But uh, uh, I think Neighbors had a pretty good preseason, too, by the way. Um, we scored a goal, both goals in the last two games. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. Well, but he was playing on the second line, or the third one line. Of the, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the top, one of the top nine. But, yeah, I, I think, and I told you this before we started the podcast, but uh, I, I was watching... Uh, Hayes play because I don't I didn't know much about him I don't see many East Coast games on a regular basis but uh, boy he had tons of opportunities where he could have taken the puck to the net but he always looks to pass which isn't a bad thing if your line mates know that right mm-hmm. 
and having Brana out there with him, who's a shoot first guy, I think is gonna gonna work out really well in the Blues' favor if they can connect. And if we start juggling the lines again, Ruby, we might be in trouble. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Let's. I'm pretty sure I'd have to look back, but I thought Hayes was a fairly even kind of stat guy. Like goals and assists were fairly. I think last year he had eighteen and forty something. Okay, so, so that's not even half close. Maybe, well, it maybe is half. For his, <laughs> maybe for his career, I don't. Uh, I'm just going off what I saw this preseason, and of course he's trying to instill his himself into a team that he doesn't know. So moving the puck's the easiest way to gain friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he might be overdoing it, but man, it was it was blatantly obvious to not only me but but my wife as well that man, this guy's just looking to pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's how Robert Thomas was two years ago. Yep. Right? So yeah, eighteen and thirty six. So yeah. I was so, I might have been thinking of Verona. I think Verona might have been like a twenty twenty. Yeah, Verona's probably should be in the more to the 28 to 20, mm-hmm. like goals to, to assist, I think. He should probably be reversed on that. Because I know he's going to shoot the puck. Right. Which is great. Like. Oh, it. and oh, another positive happens. thing, we should talk about the power and the penalty kill, because the special teams look great in the preseason. Now it's preseason, so always time to suck. I wanted to say I saw, uh, I don't, I think it was a power play sequence, and Every time Verona touched the puck in this sequence, like it might have been four or five times because it was puck to Verona, shot. Yep. Get the ball, but get the puck, get, get the, the puck back. <laughs> Wrong sport. Get the puck back, got back to Verona, shot. Yeah. And then it was get it back again. And then this time it was puck to Verona. And then it wasn't shot, but it was high danger tan- chance thrown into the slot, like not yeah. just to keep the puck. And it's every time he touches the puck. He's a, he's a Blues fan favorite player it's he's the shoot it guy yeah <laughs> well and, and i think we were probably 40 games into last season when uh sod was leading the blues in power play goals so take this in this consideration right you got hayes on one side of the power play you got Vrana on the other hayes is looking to pass Vrana's is looking to shoot and sod's looking to knock in rebounds like uh it seems so simple but at the same time if you don't do it it becomes hard mm-hmm. right so uh sure i'd love to see a defenseman have to go out and play Vrana's shot. Like we have to play Alex Ovechkin everywhere he goes, right? Like completely different caliber players. Right. I get it. Don't yell at me. But <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, right? He is the same. If everybody knows he's shooting from that point, right? Or from that top of the circle, then they're going to start overplaying that side. And next thing you know, you've got other open guys down low and, and in the bumper position and things like that where you can score goals. Yeah. Who, what you still have Krug and Falk, depending on which, which power play unit Vrana's on at the point who can put one on net or you still have, I don't know. Is, do you think Brian is going to be on the first or I guess probably the second unit? Second unit, yep. So it'll be Falk, Sod, It's Falk, Shen, Sod, Shen Hayes, and, and Verona. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you got Shen in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of. If you want to take away Verona, go ahead. Right. <laughs> hey, no, well, yeah, absolutely. But I, I just like his mentality, and I think it's been – beat into his head by the coaching staff that you're going to shoot the puck. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, don't, I'll shoot the puck. Yeah. Sounds great. Don't, I don't have to think. All, I have to <laughs> shoot. All right. Hi, Rook. Don't think. Shoot. Right. Yeah. So I was telling you this before we got, we started recording. Uh, Rutherford kind of put out a, I guess his starting lineup. There was no context to it. It was just yeah. the roster of what was left. And I guess what he thinks is going to be the starting lineup. Uh and the kind of the big one for me was he's got neighbors on the fourth line and Blay on the third. I know right. you said that they're kind of interchangeable and the, the same are. person. 
my opinion is neighbors is what 20 is he even 21 yet 20 uh, i think he's right around there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. um so wouldn't you want him to get more minutes and get it bump him up to that third line role and then have blay in the fourth uh you could think of it that way. Uh, I think of it a different way, right? So um, when Sammy Blaze going, he's going, right? He's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. He's going, okay? But Sammy Blaze the streakiest player we have on this team at this point, right? We don't have Vladimir Tarasenko anymore. We, I mean, Or Jane Schwartz. Jane Schwartz. Like, <laughs> like those are a different caliber of streaky. But at right. the same time, Sammy Blay is that. I mean, he scored a lot of goals when he started scoring. But then he goes dry for mm-hmm. time, for a long time, right? If you can get a confident Sammy Blay on the ice uh, – in scoring situations where he scores goals, his confidence goes up, he keeps scoring goals. Jake Neighbors is a young player. He hasn't earned anything yet. So you're trying, you're telling two people the right thing, right? Sammy, you're out there, you're on a, a top nine role, score goals, or you won't be on a top nine role. Neighbors, you're you gotta earn yourself. You gotta go out there in the fourth line, you gotta bang, you gotta learn how to play two hundred foot hockey. And then when you do all that, maybe now you're in a top nine role and maybe now you can score goals. So mm-hmm. I think those are probably your most interchangeable parts, and I do believe that it won't take long if this team's not winning for those two to easily switch. Mm-hmm. Just to, if you want to change something up, that's an easy switch. So, all right, um, that's kind of all I got for the starting lineup. Alexandrov, yeah, you said he, he said he had a a good yeah. preseason. So Fast, you, yeah. So I guess my question is: Do you think he played himself into that? 13th forward role? I do. Yeah, okay. I think I think there was open competition for, I want to say, um, the 12th and 13th forward. Um, Jake Neighbors is waiver eligible, so mm-hmm. he can go down yeah. without us having to send somebody their waivers. So if he didn't have a good camp, I could see us sending him down to say, hey, go down there, be on the top line, score goals, come back, right? Um, and I think the 13th forward was completely up in the air. I think the Blues really like Walker. They really mm-hmm. do. And I think all of us do. We love watching right. Nathan Walker. The problem is he's a diminutive forward that has to play on a fourth line where we want to bang and get the puck in deep, right? So if you've got a Torbchenko with size, right, or you got a Neighbors with size, and I mean I mean width, not height necessarily with Neighbors, but he's a, he's kind of a stocky mm-hmm. guy, right? Um, I, I think you're going to play those guys over top of Walker because he can get just thrown off the puck sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it actually happened on Saturday, if you guys are watching, around the blue line in the neutral zone. But... Um, so, so I think that those guys could have played themselves into that role. I, I thought they were looking at McEachern going, okay, are you going to be the old McEachern or not? We'll give you a shot, right? Uh, he probably had the most outside shot, and uh, and and he didn't play himself into that role either. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought those were open open tryouts for the most part. Mm-hmm. So now I think Alexandrov was, would have been eligible for waivers if he got sent down. Do so you think that went into the... Oh, was he? I, I didn't think he was. Calculation. I thought I read something that said if he got sent down, there was a possibility of him getting taken. So, yeah, because uh, I think him. Oh, and, he was eligible. To, yeah, he had to be waived. I'm sorry. Yeah, would have yeah, yeah, went. Yeah, yeah. yeah, would not have. No, been. agreed. Agreed. The only player I think we kept up that what that didn't have to go through waivers was neighbors. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, Alexandrov would have been taken because he's young. He's like 23. Right. Right. He's young. He's got goal scoring background. So think of Barbashev, mm-hmm. right? He's got that goal-scoring background. He's going to learn how to play on the fourth line. Hopefully he turns into what Barbashev is today. And he can be, you know, that banger on a, on a you know, on the on the wing on line two or whatever, right, with some skilled guys. I think he can. Um, he's smaller. He's not that he's not that big. But, man, he plays the game with a, uh, a, lot, of, a lot of force, a mm-hmm. lot of energy. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think the Blues just didn't want to lose him. 
right? Right. But I also think he was the best out of those guys. If you're looking at the two guys I just sent down, I think he was the best yeah. out of those three. I really do in the preseason. Um, now, some people might look back at Saturday's game, and if you saw the Walker uh, sequence where he blocked like three shots with no stick, did you mm. get to see this at all? I saw him lose his stick and take the guy out on yeah. the side, but I didn't see the blocked shots after that. I just saw him it was like put the, the guy on the boards. It was the perfect Nathan Walker promotion. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like exactly what you'd expect out of Nathan Walker, right? I'm out there. I, I, don't, I don't even know if he was killing a penalty. I think he was. I think it was during a penalty kill. Uh, lost his stick, threw his shoulder into a guy, knocked him on his ass. Uh, they pass it around, try to get a shot. He blocks that, right? Kicks it out of the zone. It, it was awesome. But those little flashes don't, you know, they're not enough. Mm. Got to be, be more consistent than that, I think. But I, I expect Nathan Walker to be the very first call up when a forward gets hurt. And they're going to have to call somebody up if the forward gets hurt because they have two defensemen. Yeah, because there's nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody else there. All right. Uh, let's see. Last season, Blues were 37, 38, and 7. Obviously not a good good year. No. You're, this is a, a new hope. It is a new hope. A new hope yeah, episode. Yeah. Hope's not a strategy, but it is this year. Uh, what is, how high is your hope for this coming season? I still believe the Blues get into the playoffs and lose in the first round. And I think they have a competitive first round um, against a better team, right? Uh, mainly because of the makeup of the team. Um, this team cannot lose two top nine forwards to injury and probably make it for a long period of time. They don't have that kind of depth. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to call up one of the Zacks and take a risk, right? Um, but I don't know that we have scoring prospects ready for the NHL today waiting for us in the minors. So, um, But we'll see. Maybe one of the two Zacks proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I predict them to, to get uh, – 92 points-ish, probably, something like that. I think that's enough to make it into the playoffs. Okay. Um, first or second wild card? Yeah, first or second wild card. Uh, you know, and probably play a six-game series with somebody um, and, and get knocked out that way. But I think that's a that's a step in the right direction. I think... Well, after going from the 10th pick in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> well, this the culture of this team needs... The, the future of this team needs to get into the playoffs now where some of these people haven't been yet and or there haven't been much, right? And uh, as as leaders too, right? Like, you know, you, your leaders are now your Thomases and your Kairos. And those guys were... They were writers during the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup, right? They weren't leaders. They weren't drivers. Kairos so, didn't even play. Did no. He, 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 he was in he Black was Ace. In black Ace just right along, right? So, and Thomas, you know, got run over by Krug. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I think, I think it'd be really good for the development of these guys if they could just make it in. And, uh, and then you get to see the Zacks being the black aces and these guys to the snugger roots after his college is over, he'll be mm-hmm. up here being a black ace, like those types of things. And, uh, I think it'd really be good for the future of this team. Um, cause I'm excited. I'm excited about talking about prospects that are actual prospects, and not Clem Costin, for crying out loud. There's Zach Sanford. <laughs> you know, we've pumped up guys that have sucked for years as prospects in this town because we had nobody else to talk to. Uh-huh. So I got to listen to people tell me that, you know, Clem Costin's going to be a great player. Yeah, well, you, no, no. It's not well, happening. We got him for yeah. Ryan Reeves. So. <laughs> Payarvi. Oh, my God. Hey, Payarvi's going to be on the top line. He's terrible. What are you talking about here? It's <laughs> fast to nowhere. So. All right. So this kind of leads into my... Teach me how to Doug question. Oh, all right. Um, it has to do with this season. So my question is, if we're in a playoff spot at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. um, whether that's a wild card spot or it, it's 
we're playing well. We're not necessarily dominating, but playing well enough to be in a playoff spot. What do you think, or what would you do if you were Doug with Verana and Kapanen? Well, I guess it depends on if they were a part of helping you get to that playoff spot or not, right? Um, we're going to assume that if we got to a playoff spot, both of them played all right. Mm-hmm. Played pretty well. Okay. Um, in all honesty, you're going to need one of them to play pretty well, at least, you know, if not great, for us to get to a playoff spot if the other one doesn't play well, right? Um, so are they, is this their last year of both their contracts? It yeah. Is, right? Yeah. Um, I think it also depends on. How does uh, Zach's do in the AHL? And, and Jimmy <laughs> and uh, is, uh, what's the um, the Russian kid, Delavorsky or Czech or whatever he Delavorsky. is? Delavorsky, yeah. yeah. Is, what's his plans for next year? You know, are you, do you need to open up space, right? And Doug's not really the kind of guy that will move guys to open up space. They'll make them earn their space, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's very easy for him not to sign, not to have signed Vrana and Kapanen and let Jake Neighbors and um, those guys we just sent down or the Zach's play now, right? But that's not his. That's not what he does, right? He fills a team full with a whole bunch of depth and makes Baruby make the decisions. Right? Mm-hmm. So, in my mind, if they're willing to sign here for cheaper than their um, than their going rate in this NHL, because we help them revitalize their career, which is the smart way of thinking, right? Like, do you want to be here? Well, we've trusted you to play in these top nine positions, despite your 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 history, mm-hmm. because they both have some scar tissue in their history. Yeah, when right? one team sent you down and the other team paid us to take you right so <laughs> if they're willing to sign below that cost then yeah you probably you're looking to get them a two-year deal or something mm-hmm. right however however if you still have these eight defensemen that you're paying for can you afford to even give them anyone so there's a lot of that that contract that mm-hmm. on there. i don't think and i don't know you're probably gonna ask me this next i don't think we can end the season with the eight defensemen we started the season so somewhere throughout this season um, whether it be long-term IR could come into play or a trade. I think we end the season with a different eight defenseman. My, uh, I'm working on a five-year forecast of like the Blues roster and going yeah. through. And on that, I traded Krug to the Maple Leafs uh, hmm. because the Maple Leafs are scary good at having defensemen get injured. And so I said that TJ Brody got hurt and he was on long-term IR and they needed someone to replace him. And so, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's a place that he would say, okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I traded him there for like a third round pick. Like it was literally not really anything in return. Third round's not terrible, but just more that cap relief. And you might need that if both Rada and Kaplan play well. Right. But so... Kind of building off that, I've used that then to, I kind of use that extra money to sign Kapanen and Verona back on the team because in this kind of exercise that I'm doing, I'm assuming that everyone's playing well and we don't have those outlier crappy seasons. Yeah. Um, But now I'm running out of space. Like we're almost two years in and Bolduc's not in the lineup and Dean's not in the lineup and I got Mm. Dvorsky in, but Snuggerud's not in the lineup. And Mm. that's kind of like... He'll be a plug-and-play guy, too, after college, I think. Yeah. He'll be ready to go. So, But he's not a great skater, mm-hmm. so we'll have to see how that works out. So you could see if he's if we make the playoffs this year mm-hmm. and we're doing well, his college season ends, you think they get him in for this playoff run? I, I could see you that. They... Yeah, uh, I don't know that they'll be comfortable with enough with him uh, to put him in the lineup necessarily mm-hmm. on every night, but I think if we're – 
towards the end of the season and we have those games that don't matter in points, but I don't think that's possible for the Blues. I think every game's going to matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we do have that, I could see him getting into an NHL game. Um, unfortunately, I don't. I just don't know how much he improved his skating in the offseason uh, and, and how well he could fit into this team when you have to play 200 feet um, and not just be a shooter. I'm not saying he's just a shooter, but mm-hmm. in college it's a little different, right? So, but... A lot more college guys jump right into lineups than they used to. Mm-hmm. So I could see it happen. Really well, I know can. his line mate, uh, Matthew Knines, Knines, whatever mm-hmm. that guy, he jumped in with Toronto last year yep. when he finished. So Krug is my vote to be voted off the island. Do you have <laughs> Do you have a... I don't really have a vote to vote somebody off the island. I, I know um, Scandella's contract's off the books next year, but mm-hmm. Kuzo's off the books. I, I love me some uh, some Bob, but uh, I know that he's probably done here after the season. Uh, I think Scandella's done here after mm-hmm. the season. So, um, uh, you know, I I don't I can't expect all of those. That, here here's something for all you folks out there that want to jump onto this no hope or new hope thing, right? Everybody says, how can you be better at defense if you have the same personnel, right? Everybody, you read it everywhere, right? But let me tell you how you can. Okay. You can have six defensemen not have their worst season in their careers. Right. And just go back to their norm. They don't have to be, it doesn't have to be their best season. Just just go back to their norm, right? And not all suck at the same time. And all of a sudden now, you just made your defense better. And significantly, <laughs> like this, just by being regular. <laughs> yeah. And this new defensive coach is supposed to be this mastermind young guy that has come up with uh, better ways to play defense and has made the Rochester Americans or whatever they are like significantly better at defense in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Well, here he is. He gets his first shot with legitimate NHL defensemen, right? He didn't get his first shot with the Anaheim Ducks defensive group, right. right? He got it here. So even though we were as bad as them last year, but still. <laughs> Right, like, uh, so I, I don't really know that I want to vote Krug off the island. I might. My new hope is that Krug reverts back to his norm, where he didn't have an injury riddled season, and he's playing at the ability that he can, and he has forty power play, power play points. You're mm-hmm. gonna vote him off if he's got forty power play points by the end of, by the middle of th- or three quarters way through the season. I still might. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Just because now we can get more for him. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Um, but, you know, I know a lot of people out there that say vote Pareko off the island, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what does he bring? And he doesn't play on a power play anymore. Um, you know, uh, he's supposed to be a number one defenseman. He's not. But whoever said he was the number one defenseman? You know, what about Falk? Falk came in here. He was the number one in Carolina. Mm-hmm. He was the captain. He came in here. He doesn't look like the number one or a captain. I love me some Falk. But I'm just saying, whoever whoever does not revert back to the mean, if you're just voting off the island, if you're just trying to get draft picks because you can't afford anybody they give you anyway. So... Then, then just take the worst of the four. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Nick Letty. Maybe, maybe that signing wasn't a great signing, mm-hmm. right? Um, that might be easier for other teams to swallow because he doesn't have as much money and as much term. Right. And if you're looking to pick, if we're not in a good playoff spot and you're looking to pick up somebody that's a true playoff guy, Nick Letty's that guy. Mm-hmm. Right? You can just bring him in and plug him right in. So, um, <laughs> anyway. All right. We covered a lot there. For the teach me how to dunk, but <laughs> sorry, we went a little better. Well, that's okay. New hope, the new yeah, hope, new hope, new hope. All right, yeah, I would. I feel like my opinion on trading Krug is not even based on last season, but it's just the amount of money that we have in our decor. Yeah, that's fair. And how that money, like Buchnevich, is making, I think five million right now, and in two mm-hmm. years we have to pay him. 
again. Right. And I'm thinking like nine and a half is what he's going to be looking for. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, sure. so we got to find that money somewhere. Now that money might come from the salary cap increasing. Cause I yeah, think that's it's supposed to happen too. Yeah. Significant. I think it's supposed to go up. Like I want to say, is it 83 this year? I think it was 82 and a half last year. No, 80. It was 82 and a half last year. And now it's 83 and a half this year. But I think next year it's supposed to go up to like 85 or 86. Oh, I thought it was going to be above 87. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I, I just randomly saw a headline. I mm-hmm. didn't really read it, but because uh, the financials hurt my head. It's going up a whole star player. Yeah. <laughs> a whole star player worth of yeah. 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 No, it'd be great to have Bushnevich here for the long term. Right. We'll see if that's in the in the cards or not, I guess, in a couple of years. All right. Um, I have two kind of news things that I forgot to mention before. Uh, one... Right now, the Blues team is in Frisco, Texas, on oh, their yeah. little yeah. retreat, their little team you ever bonding. Been to Frisco, Texas? I have not. Is there any? Do they have really good Frisco melts? Uh, yeah, I, I thought the Frisco melt came from San Francisco. Did uh, it come from? Oh, Frisco? I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think the Frisco melt's actually a San Francisco. Oh, thing. San Francisco. Yeah, okay. I think so. <laughs> I, I don't know for sure though. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe it's a Frisco, Texas thing. Um, but no, I. I don't think I've been to Frisco. I feel like I've driven through it. If if any of you Texas people out there, if you land in Dallas Fort Worth and you drive to New Mexico, do you run, do you drive through Frisco? Because I had to do that once. Just one thing. I, I think, thought so. They're in Frisco. Yeah. I thought they went to Colorado somewhere. I thought that's where they usually went. Oh, they they've actually altered it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. No, they did do Colorado one year for sure. They did like a mountain retreat thing, like Estes Park or something mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. I'm not sure why they chose Frisco. I'd have to look more into that maybe it's a great place to go on vacation i don't know they they mentioned they're practicing obviously still while they're down there but when they're not practicing it's it's golf team dinners and just hanging out so they probably just found a good golf course to play at yeah that sounds like them for sure (laughs) yeah yeah take that panger i hope chicago goes north Uh, note two that I forgot to mention is next season, the blues are actually going to host our prospect tournament. Um, so the past few years, we've always done that Traverse city prospect tournament, but this year we started, I guess, a new thing that with just us, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Minnesota wild. So the wild hosted it this year and the next year, those two teams are coming down here. So you guys can check out some prospect camps at, uh, it'll be at Centene. Oh, which will okay. be cool because, well, Dean, Bull Duke, uh, all those guys should yeah. still be there. Snuggerud should be in. Dvorsky should be in. We still have a first-round pick this year, so that guy will hopefully be there. Hopefully it's a defenseman because we're running low on them. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get to see the giant that is Leo Luke. Yeah. <laughs> so plenty of prospects for us to be excited about, and now we get to go see them because it will be at Centene. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the ACHA Nationals are, are here in, in the city. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know what ACHA is. American Collegiate Hockey Association. That's what SIUE. Um, oh, okay. The second Linden, uh, Lindenburg team. Um, a Lindenwood team, Linden. I mean. Uh, SLU, um, SLU, Mizzou. Uh, I don't know if they still all have teams. Mm-hmm. I'm dating myself from when I played Washington. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But that's their Nationals, though. So it's it's all the regions. It's... Well, okay, so like they're they're hosting like three of the next four years here in St. Louis at Centene. And is is that like so like SEC has their own hockey, right? 
And the Big Ten have hockey? Yeah, so the... you're talking NCAA hockey. This is ACHA hockey. So okay, it's, so it's the... the club hockey associ- or, um, uh, counterpart to varsity NCAA mm-hmm. hockey. So it's not nearly as good as NCAA hockey. But right. It is the... But the majority of universities have ACHA teams, not NCAA mm-hmm. teams. NCAA is kind of small when it comes to hockey. Yeah. So you're uh, still going to find some good players. I know some amazing soccer players that went to Mizzou, and they Mizzou yeah. doesn't have a men's team, so they ended up playing club. And so yeah. it's like <laughs> you'll find exactly that in hockey, and you'll also find that schools like uh, Michigan and Michigan State and North Dakota, things like that, they'll have what they consider their JV team will be their club team. Mm-hmm. So those guys that just missed out on that NCAA will be playing in that. that those are those are all quality uh-huh. players. So sure. go watch some some good hockey, hockey in St. Louis yeah, here. I, I think so, yeah. I loved when the Frozen Four was here that one year. I went to that. Mm-hmm. It was great. Ben Bishop was in it. It's kind of cool. All right. Let's do uh, – let's have some fun do some whose line is it anyway. Okay, I suck at these. Hopefully right? you didn't. Because in the preseason, all I pay attention to is the Blues. I don't care. All right. Well, that's good because I have what I think is the hardest one oh. that I've ever done on here. Wow. But I don't have a prayer. <laughs> but that's that, okay, though. Losing is an option. That's the second line. So the, the first one oh. that we're going to go with is Andre Pollat, Eric Halla, and Alexander Holtz. I didn't even go over the rules of this. You obviously know the rules. I hope everyone listening knows the rules. <laughs> That's yeah, it. I feel like it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I might be wrong. It is not the Lightning. I think Palat played for the Lightning. Did he? It's the Minnesota Wild. No, Hala played for the Hala played for the Wild. <laughs> so what team does Holtz play for? <laughs> who is this third guy, and who does he play for? Uh, hey, if you guys could scream a little louder at your at your radios, um, your phones, or however you get your podcast. I do get random uh, text messages about yeah. how people are like, "How did he not know that?" Now this one. I gave you some hard ones. The third one is, I think you'll get, but we'll just always, here's my default because I think you're always trying to screw me. So I'm going to go with the Ottawa senators, which is not the Ottawa senators. This team, for some reason in my head is like the same as Ottawa. They're on like the same trajectory. I feel like really the same trajectory as Ottawa. Ottawa is getting better. Yeah. And so is this team. They're young. Is it Buffalo? No, that that's a good, yeah, you're right. Um, okay, so this is a young team that's getting better. I'm, I'm down to only, uh, if my math's correct, 27 more teams to pick from, and I know it's not the Blues. We'll go with 26 different teams. Um, who's getting better? That's East Coast. Out of the playoffs, but still getting better. It's the Hartford Whalers now. Um, <laughs> hmm, East Coast. So I had that right. The Montreal Canadiens? No. Right. They, they still suck, better. I think. I think they're getting they? better. They? Well, they couldn't get worse. Um... <laughs> East Coast, getting better in the East Coast. Philadelphia? No. They have two brothers on the team. They have two brothers on the team. That are pretty good. Oh, the New Jersey Devils? Yeah. Wow. The Devils. <laughs> Andre Pollat. Andre Pollat, Eric Halla, Alexander Holtz. Do you want to guess the line? I'd say three. Yeah. Because Pollat's usually a three. Halla's <laughs> usually a three. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. We're starting off. With and that the wasn't even the whole one. I mean, it wasn't easy. Uh, so this next one I wrote down and I kind of laughed when I wrote it down because so I get these off of dailyfaceoff.com yeah. and do line projections. And when there's new players on the teams, like they show like their jerseys and they show their, their numbers. But when there's new players, it just shows a logo. It doesn't oh. have a jersey number. 
Yeah, they haven't picked them yet. Yeah, and all three of these players <laughs> have just jerseys. Have just jerseys. So all three of these players right. are new. All right. Uh, so it's Miles Wood, Ross Colton, and Thomas Tatar. Uh, so they're all on new teams. This is a new team. Wow. So, and it's Tomash Tatar. Whatever. <laughs> It's the only thing I was going to say. It's spelled like there. Thomas without the H. Yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, let's go. Woods. It sounds familiar to me. I think I'll go back to the Montreal Canadiens. It's not the Montreal no. Canadiens. You think Wood played there? I don't think he did. I, I have no idea I who he is. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. But I, I, you told me they were on new teams, though. They would have a number for Tatar if he was still on the Canadiens. Um. The Red Wings? Nope. Damn. Nope. Must be a former Blues player to play for the Red Wings. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those rules. <laughs> By the way, is Fabry hurt yet? Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Then we'll just go... Who was it? Ross Colton? Miles Wood, Ross Colton. Ross Colton used to play for the Lightning, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would have a number if it was still the Lightning. So I'm guessing he's not there. Miles Wood played his whole career so far with uh, the Devils. Just a, before this, a connection that I didn't I'm make. Guessing that you didn't pick the Devils twice, so I'm not. No, yeah, the third it's not full <laughs> time for the New Jersey Devils. No, so, a, ooh, that's it. That would be probably somebody. <laughs> Who needs a bunch of new players? The New York Islanders. Nope. They're pro. Like? Well, Tatar's old enough, but I feel like the rest of it. You got to be at least 32 to play for the Islanders. Uh oh. Let's. Here's my here's my thinking. The Torts connection. Let's go. They went to the Flyers. No, because Colton used to play a lot for Torts back in the Lightning days. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Uh, let's go. I'm gonna need more uh, hints on this one. Mountain, Mountain Zone, Mountain, Mountain Zone. Zone so uh, Mountain Zone. the obvious answer is the Avalanche because they're named after mountains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with, I, I assume that's who, what you mean. That's it. Yeah. And, would have been cooler if you went with the Jets because they're also Mountain Zone. Yeah, but, I didn't uh, know how to go. Like, it's not like West Coast, so yeah. <laughs> Mountain Mountain. Zone. easiest hit ever. You're Man, right. That's Steve saying, Scott, you're stupid. So yeah, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Tatar. I saw that. I just kind of clicked through teams, and I'm like, who pops out? And I saw that. I'm like, oh, listen. You, you know why? <laughs> that, you know why the Avalanche can have a line like that? Because they have six players that are great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the other six, who cares? Go out there, don't get scored on, and come back to the Go coach. ahead. Yeah. Good lord. Well, well, Ross Colton's a decent player. He's he's uh, McEachern with uh, brains to dump the puck into mm -hmm. the neutral zone. And Tatar's not bad. He's just old. Isn't yeah, he? he used to be decent, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But he's kind of diminutive, too, if I remember correctly. He's not a tall guy. So what line do you think that is for the Hur or I almost said Hurricanes? The Avalanche. Uh, Wrong. I'm, Wrong. I'm going to say because Ross Colton's defensive ability, they're going to play the third line. Yeah. Third yeah. line. Yeah. There you go. See. Selkie candidate right there. No, I'm joking. Yeah. You, know, you have to score points. To... <laughs> yeah. Again, you can put a line like that together because guys like Ross Colton and Tatar are going to play 200 feet, mm -hmm. not give up goals, and then get the hell off the ice. <laughs> All right. Number three. And I think this should be the easiest one. I'll still fail. Well, those other two were really hard. So Failing this is the easiest is an option, and I'm going to take it. All right. Alex Newhook, Kirby Doc. Oh, Chicago? <laughs> Did they already trade Kirby to somebody? Yeah. Good lord. Like two years ago. <laughs> See? 
Actually, I think it was last off-season. St. Louis City, because during the soccer season, I forget. <laughs> last off-season, they traded him in their tank for Bedard. Oh, so, okay. So but then, hook, Doc. And the right winger is Juraj Slavkovsky. 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 Boy, I want to say Carolina, but I'm thinking it's Buffalo. It's neither of them. Okay. Slavkovsky was the number, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but he was the number one pick. Two years ago. Well, is he really? So there has to be somebody that used to be bad two years ago? Is that what you're telling me? He was the number one pick overall? He was the number years? one overall pick two years ago. Wow. Which I think was like a surprise. I think he was supposed to go like 2-3. Oh. But they took him. But then this, he got hurt. This is when... Um, this season. What's his name? Uh, stared him down as he was going up for the to the Canadians podium? Because he was supposed to be the number one pick? Shane Wright? Yeah. That okay. Was, was that last year? I don't know. So Maybe. Seattle? No. Oh, because Seattle should have had the number one pick two years ago, right? I don't think Seattle's had a number one pick. Really? Even when they were an expansion team? Mm-mm. Well, see, I thought they had like they gave Vegas the number one four pick, or five NHL. Just trying to make Vegas good. No, because they took Cody Glass as their number one pick. Vegas did as uh, their as their first pick, and now he's not. He a, wasn't number. Okay, all right, good. No. They didn't get number one. You already pick. said That's the good. team. I thought you said it when the guy was staring down some podium. Montreal. Montreal. That's yeah, who it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Kirby Docks in Montreal. Who knew? And these East Coast teams that you never watch except for once a year. Right. <laughs> Enterprise or once a year on TV. Uh, by the way, I probably my Montreal tickets are probably for sale anyway because it's probably like a Tuesday night game. Against it's Montreal. Montreal. I don't care. Everybody's like, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love me some French version of O Canada, but it's not worth going to right. for. So, yeah. All right. What line do you think Kirby Dock is on for the Canadiens? Well, let's see. I'm gonna say two. It's two. It's two. It's two. So you know, you got the lines right. I do. It's just people where they play. Nobody cares. It's yeah. blues season, man. But you know who the people are. Once yeah. you once you hear them, yeah. or once yeah. you right, you just don't well, care. I, I know them from three years ago because I'm old and you know, it's in my mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know that's funny, and I know everything from three years ago. And then my kids too. Put that together. Right. Hmm. How, uh, how yeah. does that happen? That time makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Uh, I want to do a segment that I haven't done in a while because I kind of forgot about it. But a couple podcasts ago, maybe yeah. like five episodes ago, I started a thing where we were doing seven games at a time. And whoever my guest was, I was having them give me the win, whether we were going to win or lose over the seven games of the season. And then eventually we're going to have a final record of what we think our the Blues team will do. Yeah. So... Currently, we are 13 and 8. Okay, so we're 21 games in. Okay. And you're going to give me just win or loss on these next seven games. Okay. All right? Okay. So, Thursday, November 30th, the Blues play Buffalo at home. Is that a win or loss for us? Um, That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. First Tage Thompson. Yep. Okay. Saturday, December 2nd, we play at Arizona. <laughs> I was going to say, we For lose no to them all the time. <laughs> That's a win. It's a new hope, man. Whoa. It's a new hope. We have a chance against the Coyotes? In in um, Arizona State or whatever we don't like playing. At Mold Arena. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Two days later on Monday, we play at the Golden Knights. That's a loss. 
Two days after that, the Golden Knights come and hang out with us. Wednesday the 6th, we play. That's a win. All right. Friday, the first of a back-to-back, we have at Columbus. And I'll tell you that the next game is then at Chicago. Oh, we're going from Chicago to or from Columbus, Columbus to Chicago. Chicago. Friday, you know what, Saturday. Uh, Columbus will be a win because uh, what is that date? Friday what? 12-8. 12-8. Hey, wife, uh, Friday 12-8, we're leaving to go to Columbus to watch hockey. You're listening to this podcast. Well, I was wondering, and hey, wife, uh, Saturday, December 9th, I'll be up in Chicago at that game. So if you guys oh. want to go to that game, <laughs> December 9th. Okay. So December 9th, they play Chicago. Uh, and then that Sunday, the Detroit Lions or the LaPorte Alliance play, yeah, the play the Bears. Alliance. So oh, we're, going we're going to both. Very nice. And then the 10th is Wilkie's birthday. So oh. it all works Sweet. out. Yeah. I, uh, I just go to Columbus for hockey games because my wife's sisters live there, and uh, we can just drop off the kid and go to the hockey. Game. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you, there you go, wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're winning Columbus because you're there. Correct. And then how are we doing Saturday at Chicago when I'm there? I will not come on your podcast ever and tell you the Chicken Hawks are going to win out. <laughs> so we will win there. We will for win sure. All right, and then the last game is, or for this set, and you're right now we're five and one. Yeah, we're fucking awesome. <laughs> it's Tuesday, December twelfth versus the Junior Blues, Detroit. Six and one, we're gonna win that one too. I don't see why not. I don't see a problem here. I think that's our big run right there. New guys. hope. Look at that. No wonder you picked after game twenty-one because that's a big winning streak coming. <laughs> That's, that's where we were. Um, I am way too positive. So so now we are 19-9 and nine on the season so in I, the middle of December. I'll take that. On a roll. <laughs> on a roll. Uh, I, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer something up to all your podcast fans here. So uh, I, I'm obviously too optimistic. So please DM Jake all of the things that should be passing. <laughs> all the things that I'm missing. And don't start with the defense sucked last year. No, give me some real in-depth, you know, like some good analysis on why the Blues aren't going to be good this year. Because uh, I'd like to, I'd like Jake to, mm-hmm. to tell me what those actually say at some point in time. I actually do. You guys can do that. But there's also, I have a form out there where you guys can ask questions that can be answered on the podcast. Oh, so if you, it's on the link tree. My link tree is attached to anything I post on social media. So you guys can find there. It's like, ask a question. So you guys can fill that out and then... Maybe I'll have to have Cloyne back on just a, so, a so question when, answer. When was one. the last game that you gave me on the date there? 12-12 versus Detroit. So I will come back sometime after 12-12 if you'll have me, and we'll go through <laughs> how bad how bad that was and if I still have this uh, optimistic view. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then, then all of you can tell me that you were right if you see me in person, or you can text uh, or DM or go on the forum for Jake and tell him that, Man, you should never have that guy. He is <laughs> this guy's dumb. He might have played hockey in the past, but he doesn't know anything now. Yeah, well, <laughs> seven concussions later, I'm here on a podcast. <laughs> All right. One last thing is the chance for you to win some money here. Oh, uh, as usual. So for five percent of my profits, I know you said you were thinking like ninety-two-ish points. Yeah. But can you give me a final record for the Blues this year? 
you want me to do math yeah uh, to get to the 92 points. math it. it doesn't have to be 92 if it's 93 if it's 98 let's see here let's go remember 37 38 and 7 last year yeah we're gonna be better than that i think we're gonna have uh 42 wins that gives us 84 points right there and then we're gonna need eight uh overtime losses right so then that puts us at 50 50 games right so then 32 losses did i do that math right sure did that uh, you made the whole 42 and 8 made it really easy for the well I see. <laughs> that's new math uh 42 32 and 8 right yeah what i got 42 32 and 8 and i honestly feel like everybody has been fairly close to that really 42 29 and 11 for jonathan uh 47 wins for jake oh here we go there's an option nick ammon yeah uh-oh hold on before i tell you this are right, we're going lose first round you mentioned that earlier yeah, I did, yeah. okay yeah lose first round all right what's, what's nick got going on nick wanted nick went with 42 32 and 8 Wow. And he went lose first round. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> we got. Man. Look at that. I'll tell you what. When you're in the same company as Nick Ammon, you just got to be proud. <laughs> that's that's just a big thing. about yourself right there. <laughs> so that's excellent stuff. All right. That's all I got. I feel I'm not standing by the computer to see how long this was, but I feel like it's one of the longer episodes, yeah, which I, is okay. We covered neither. Yeah. Um, I ran out of beer about halfway through, so uh, I'm going to go get another one of your beers now because that's how you get paid to be on the J. Exactly. That's it. So, yeah. Unless you win my 5% of money, which is, or 5% of profits, which is still, still I'm still sweet. in the red. Yeah. yeah. Hence the red t-shirts. That's why we wore red t-shirts today. Absolutely. All right. Give me a let's go blues and we'll get out of here. Let's go blues. See you, everybody.